Uh, I'm bringing it from here. Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time. Amen, amen. We want to welcome everybody that uh, is watching us by means of the, the live stream tonight. Uh, we always have a good number there. And uh, we were talking about Ronnie a little bit ago. And. Um, and the last time that I looked on there, he was getting close close to 100 views, if I'm not mistaken, of his message last Sunday night. So we had a good crowd here, but uh, so this live stream is reaching out, and we let's just uh, let's thank Brother Chris for what he does up there. I mean, I appreciate Chris. Amen. I appreciate him. More than he knows, there's a whole lot that he does around here that um, uh, other churches who don't have nobody with the knowledge that he has, they have to pay out some pretty big bucks to get uh, what we are getting. And um, so I'm so thankful for what he is doing Amen. With that, hallelujah. And um, uh, it's good for, again, everybody. For those of you that are online, I, you probably wondered if we're going to be on. I know we're running about 15 minutes late, but uh, you, you missed the good part. We had church around here earlier. That's how come we just now starting teaching, hallelujah. Had, um, had, had one brother whole lot older than me running now. Hallelujah. I don't call no names. Hallelujah. But we, uh, we've had a great time around here so far. The presence of the Lord. Amen. It's been here. Hallelujah. So um, all I can tell you, if you want to get a hold of some of that, you're going to have to come and be in the service to get that. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to get right in. I don't have a whole lot of time. But uh, into our lesson tonight, we are in the book of James, and we're teaching principles of practical Christianity. And we have been getting down to the brass tacks of what being a Christian is all about. Being a Christian is more than just um, having a name, amen? Glory to God. Uh, the name is good, but it's, it's, it's not the t sum total of it. I, I recall Jesus, when he came to uh, John on the Isle of Patmos, uh, one of the letters that John wrote, he said, I, he says, I know your works. You've got a, he, said, you're a, um, he said, you have a name, but you're dead. Hallelujah. Amen. You've got a name, but you're, uh, you're dead. So... Uh, just being a Christian in name only is not going to get it done. Hallelujah. We're going to have to live the life of what being a Christian is all about. Our lesson tonight, uh, <laughs> now, I'm sorry, but you are watching. I didn't get a, 
we had some technical difficulties, and I was going to try to send this to Chris so he could show this online, but so you probably won't be seeing the title. But the, the, the title of our lesson tonight is Don't Trip Over Your Tongue. Hallelujah. What um, everybody's laughing about, I got a picture of one of them smiley faces with a long tongue stuck out front. <laughs> Don't trip over your tongue. Now, I know ain't nobody here ever, ever uh, you heard the old saying, put your foot in your mouth. I've done that a few times. Hallelujah. Now, I, 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 just, I just wear a size nine and a half. I don't know about these guys, guys that wear size 12. If I, I'm glad, you know, if they get their foot in their mouth, they're going to have a hard time getting it out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But um, uh, don't trip over your tongue. Now, we're going to be laughing about that, but um, uh, there is some spiritual wisdom involved in that, and we're going to be in the third chapter of James. I don't know how far we will make it tonight, but we're going to take it as far as we can. Uh, beginning at verse one, I'm going to read a couple verses, and then I'm going to uh, um, use another translation. Then we're going to talk about it. He said, "My brethren, and let me stop right there. You've heard me teach enough, you know." that when he says, my brethren, it'll let you know who he's talking to. So who's he talking to? The church family. Amen. He's not addressing it to just one particular person. He's, 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 he's writing this to the church in general. He said, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we, and when he says we here, he's, he's including himself as a teacher himself. He was a teacher, James was. He said, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we, or knowing that teachers, shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Keep that in your mind if you can. And I want to read Sister Darlene is not with us tonight, so um, I won't be calling on her, so I put this on the screen. We're going to read those two verses again um, in the Amplified Version. This is the version that she carries around in her Bible. <coughs> not many of you should become teachers. Notice the brackets there. It says, serving in an official teaching capacity. My brothers and sisters, for you know that we, 
talking about teachers, who are teachers, will be judged by a higher standard because we have assumed greater accountability and more condemnation if we teach incorrectly. Hallelujah. For we all stumble and sin in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, never saying the wrong thing, he is a perfect man, fully developed in character without serious flaws, able to bridle his whole body and reign his entire nature, taming his human faults and weaknesses. So, that's the same scripture, but a reading from the Amplified Version. Now, let's talk about this. The Apostle James has a sober admonition for those who would become teachers in the church. They must take the responsibility seriously because their accountability is greater and they shall receive a stricter judgment. Uh, not only do I have to answer for my own personal life, but I'm going to have to answer for what I teach you. Hallelujah. I'm responsible for that. And so, teachers, those who teach the Word of God, is going to receive the stricter judgment. Teaching in the church is a calling and should never be entered casually and without much prayer and study. Unfortunately, there have been many times that we have given this task, and I'm talking about the church as a whole now. I'm not talking about any one particular congregation, but I'm talking about the, the body of Christ as a whole. There have been many times that we have given this task to those not qualified because of a lack of sufficient workers in the body. Amen. How many times have we put on somebody something to do in leadership that really they're not capable or they're not qualified to do, but we go ahead because we're too short-handed? Amen. Now, it's one thing, it's one thing to put somebody on the sound board and hopefully they don't turn it up loud enough to blow you out of the place. <laughs> but it's another thing to put somebody in a leadership position, especially those who does teaching. If they are not called or not qualified, everyone is impactive in a negative way when this occurs. Amen. Everybody in the body is going to be impacted in a negative way 
when you got people behind the pulpit that don't need to be there. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. It is easy to take the position of a teacher lightly in the church without considering the cost in terms of accountability. A lot of people don't take it seriously enough. Amen. Um, Those of us who preach and teach the Word of God, before we stand before men, we better make sure we kneel before God. You don't need to hear from me. You need to hear from God. I'm, I'm just a man. And I, I may have an opinion like you got an opinion. But I've got, to have, I've got to have a relationship with the Lord for the anointing of God comes upon me, for the Spirit of God works through me and speaks through me, so when I get up here, I don't give you my opinion. I give you, thus saith the Word of God. And... You'll be surprised how many people go to a church somewhere and don't get that. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a serious, it's a serious thing. Now we're not magnifying no man here. We're magnifying the office and the calling because it's God who has placed placed certain ones in the church. To equip us, to teach us, uh, so we can have understanding. Uh, so it's an easy thing to step in the office of teaching without considering the cost in terms of accountability to really realize that you're going to be accountable of what you say. <clears throat> Becoming a teacher in the church is more than a matter of having natural or even spiritual gifts such as speaking or wisdom. There's a lot of people that's got a gift of gab. (laughs) Come on, somebody. (laughs) A lot of people... It's got a, a, I, I've heard a lot of people talk and give speeches, and I would say, man, Lord, I wish I could talk that good. You know, I'm, sometimes, I mean, I get to talking, and I'll get to stuttering, and I'll get my tongue wrapped around my eye tooth and can't see nothing. I said that here not long ago, and Sister Darling told me on the way home, so how in the world can you talk about still getting your tongue wrapped around your eye tooth when you ain't got no eye tooth no more. (laughs) Ah, these ladies, sometimes they can get so smart, I'm going to tell you. Hopefully you forget that before I get home. Hallelujah. (laughs) Uh, It's more than just having a gift of being able to speak and talk, or even have a knowledge and wisdom over something. 
there is an additional dimension to teaching the Word of God. What are you talking about, Brother Sammy? Well, you you got to do more than just be able to speak. You've got to have more than just knowledge. There's another dimension. And I'm talking about having appropriate character and living right. If somebody don't have a good character and they're not living right, they don't need to be teaching the Word of God. How can somebody teach you what they're not doing himself? Hallelujah. Somebody was talking about a particular individual. So, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about so and so. So they don't ever preach about adultery. <laughs> and uh, I didn't say nothing. I didn't let my tongue drop down and trip over it. But I tell you what, I thought. I thought, well, how in the world can they teach and preach about adultery when they're all involved in it? Hello, somebody. Come on. You've got to walk the road yourself before you can lead somebody else. How many still remembers that there's a scripture in the Bible that says that the husbandman must be first partaker of the fruit? Hallelujah. <coughs> so, teaching in the, in the church is more than just being able to talk good and have wisdom and knowledge, but you've got to have a godly character and you've got to be living right. Anyone who teaches others must always consider their sway of influence they yield in a positive or negative way. Hallelujah. We all influence people either negatively or positively. Amen. The issue now, let's talk. Having said that, I want to talk about this issue of uh, of stumbling. And he's, he's still referring this to teachers. The issue, uh, and uh, he said, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. The issue of stumbling in the context of teaching is interesting. Now, the original King James Version don't use the word stumble. It says offend. Um, For many offend and all. New King James uh, uses the phrase stumble. Now, let's go back. And you can check this your own self when you get home with the, if you've got a Strong's Concordance. And let's look at the original word that James actually wrote when he wrote his letter. He, it was written originally in the Greek language. And that word in the Greek is potato, not potato, but potato. That's how it's pronounced. Now listen, this, you might want to take note of this. The word is used five times in the scripture. I'm talking about this word, pateo. 
It's used five times in your Bible. And the King James translates it three times. He uses the word offend. One time it's translated stumble. That makes four. And one time it says fall. That makes five different times. Now you're going to find out why I gave this message the title of it. About don't trip over your tongue. The word pateo in Greek comes from the root word as to trip. Anybody here ever tripped over anything and fell? I do it I do it more now than what I used to. It's not a funny thing. Hallelujah. You gotta have somebody teaching that don't trip. Sister Edna she she tripped and fell and Brother Paul tried uh, tried to help her and he tripped him on said and fell on top of her and I killed her. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you see it's important that you who you who you got over over teaching don't trip over what they're talking about. Amen. <laughs> because I could do you more harm than good. Hallelujah. There are two ways, and I'm 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 fi- I'm, I'm gonna give you this and I'm gonna close it down for tonight and we'll pick up later. But there are two primary ways. I'll use the word primary because there's might be some other things you could think about, but there are two primary ways that a teacher can trip up or stumble over their words when speaking. Two primary ways that someone can trip or stumble over the words when speaking. They can trip over themselves or they can trip over others. What in the world do I mean by that? Well, we stumble or trip in word about ourselves when we boast, brag, exaggerate, and use selective describing when we're talking about ourselves. I can't stand to hear a teacher get up and just brag on his own self. We've had a few come through the church down through the years. Amen. That does, they, they, they brag more themselves than glorify God. And you're stumbling over yourself when you do that. You don't... You don't Preach, teach, or testify in a, in a, in a way to, to boast or to brag about yourself. Some people stumble over the words by exaggeration. They might, they, they might not come out and act, actually what you call outright lie, 
But man, I'm going to tell you what, they stretch the truth like a rubber band. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. By their exaggeration. And then they trip over or stumble over themselves by selective describing. Isn't it funny when somebody, and, and we're talking about the tongue here now and talking, isn't it funny that some people, and we're, we're not talking just about teachers now, but just anybody, but I think it's funny how some people, when they, when they describe somebody else's faults, sins, and failures, how well they can bring it out. But when they start describing their own faults and failure, they don't, they don't ever tell you the whole story. Hello, somebody. Lord of God. But if they're talking about you, they're going give to give somebody else the whole story and probably add a little bit to the story. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. So we stumble or trip over our words when we, about ourselves, and then we stumble or trip about words about others. And this is where I'm closing in tonight to give you something to take with you. How you do that? You, you, you trip over or stumble over the words you say when you're talking about other people and you use excessive criticism, you gossip, you slander, you're cruel. You speak with anger. Bless the quietness. Come on now. You don't know it, but here, you 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 just doing all this number when you're talking about somebody else, but you're criticizing them, you gossiping about them, you slander them, use cruelty. And talk through anger. Uh, it would be it would be wise if somebody ever gets you angry to go take some time to go off somewhere and get cooled down before you say anything. Because you can say you can, you can say something just in a few seconds that you regret for the rest of your life. Amen. I'll tell you something that I used to I used to do my best to practice, and I believe I did it most of the time. I don't know I don't know how my kids will will say that, but if the if the kids ever did something to get me really angry, now hey, and let let me say this first: it wouldn't do for nobody to come to my house. And tell me that uh, uh, I, I can't spank my own kids because you liable to get the spanking yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the problem. That's why you got kids killing kids in school today. Amen. Hallelujah. These so-called experts have been teaching all this crap. Amen. They don't... Uh, They've created a problem in this country. But, so, having said that, you, you know that I, I, I believe that, uh, uh, that we need to uh, 
apply the paddle or belt or whatever. My mama used to send me outside and tell me to go break off a switch. And I'm going to tell you what, this gentleman right here, I, I tried a time or two to find something really tiny and small. She said, I told you to bring me a switch, young man. And she would go out there with a kitchen knife and she would cut saw some off. I found out I bought to bring her what she wanted the first time because it went a whole lot easier. Hallelujah. But moving on. When we was raising our three, and I got I, if I got angry over something real bad, and I knew that there's going to there's going to be a spanking involved, I wouldn't do it right away. I'd give myself time to cool down. Because when you are angry and you act out of anger, you say things and you do things that you really don't intend. Hallelujah. So even though I believe in spanking, I don't think you ought to do it when you're mad. Hallelujah. Um, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't move out of anger. And also, not only criticism, gossip, slander, cruelty, and anger, but you can stumble in word about other people with flattery and insincere words meant to gain favor. <coughs> Politicians do that a lot. Flattery, insincere words meant to gain favor. Now I know there's nobody here or nobody on live stream that ever had somebody walk up to you and say, so-and-so, I sure do love you, but you could feel the butcher knife going in your back the whole time. Hallelujah. That's insincere words tripping over yourself. Hallelujah. Sooner or later, it will be caught. You, it'll catch up to you. Sooner or later, it will catch up to you. So we're going to stop right there. I told you I wouldn't, and we will continue but um, so the first part of this, he was talking about be careful. He was talking to the body of Christ. And uh, before you have too many of you step up to teach or whatever, because uh, you can get yourself messed up real quick. Uh, if uh, if you don't take that seriously and you don't you don't feel a calling of God uh, to do so, uh, so that is very important. Anybody got any comments or questions tonight before we about what we talked about this evening? 